0: Ephesians chapter 6 we read verses 18 and 19 Paul says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all sins then he says and for me Pray for me, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the Gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. very quickly let me recap the first point from last week Paul here says after he had asked them the believers at Ephesus to pray for all saints he said and for me pray for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my heart by boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel we considered last Lord's Day Paul's request for prayer. Pray for all saints and for me. Here we noted regarding his his request. We noted his plea. Pray for me. He always wanted to be truthful, and to handle the word of truth. Therefore, he pleaded with the saints to pray for him as a preacher of the word and as a preacher of Christ. We see here in Paul's words, pray for me. We noted how he asked the believers to pray for him, his plea pray for me we just read his plea to the saints and also in Thessalonica you can go through the epistles of Paul and you'll find that practically every epistle he has asked, he pleaded with the believers in each of the churches to pray for him Second Thessalonians 3 verse 1 finally brethren Pray for us. In his first letter to the church at Thessalonica he said Brethren pray for us. We looked at his words to the church in Rome, Romans 15 and verse 30 where he said I beseech you therefore brethren I beseech you to pray with me. To pray for me. We pointed out that Paul said if you're praying for me that means you're laboring with me. You're a partner with me in the work of God. We notice also not only as plea but the purpose. You will notice in our text that Paul made three prayer requests, each one highlighted by the word that. You have the word that mentioned three times, which highlights three prayer requests. Pray for me, that. utterance may be given unto me, that. I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, then verse twenty for which I am also ambassador in involved, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. <clears throat> Paul made this plea to the believers in Ephesus to pray for him that he might open his mouth boldly when it comes to preaching the word Paul wanted them to give him prayer support that when he would come to speak he would do so with great boldness. He didn't want to be timid in his ministry. He didn't want to be watering down his message. Rather he wanted boldness in the preaching of the word. His plea his purpose and then the praying the apostle told the believers to pray for one another watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all sins now Paul told the believers to pray for other believers told the believers there the Christians there Pray for your fellow believer. Well that would mean. That Paul would have prayed for them as well. It wasn't as if he was telling others to do something. That he would not do and did not do. But rather he asked them. To pray for other believers. And Paul himself of course. Was one who always prayed for other believers. Again, you look at his epistles, and in those epistles, he makes mention of the saints in the church that he's writing to, and how he prays for them. Romans 1, verse 9, Church at Colossae, we give thanks to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Unto the church in Ephesus, the church that he's asking to pray for him. Church in Ephesus, Paul says, "Cease not. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers." In other words, Paul saying, "I pray for you." now will you pray for me that's what he's saying and surely whenever the preacher whoever the preacher may be (coughs) that he's faithful in his ministry will pray for his congregation will pray for the individuals in the congregation will pray for the needs of individuals in the congregation Therefore, it would be reasonable for him to expect the congregation to pray for him. That's what Paul said. I've been praying for you, Paul is saying, now will you pray for me? There was the plea and the purpose and the praying. Then the partnership. We noticed that in Romans 15. In verse thirty, where Paul said, Strive with me your prayers. Strive with me. Partnership. As we said last week, when we pray not only for ministers, but we pray for our missionaries. We can be in the mission field with them. But we can be their partners in prayer. by our prayers <coughs> we can as it were stand with them we can't go there to be with them physically but we can be with them in our prayers Second Corinthians 1 verse 11 ye also helping together by prayer for us you're helping together by prayer for for us we press on that was our point for last week I want to consider after Paul's request for prayer (coughs) I wanted to consider this morning Paul's reason for prayer the apostle gives good reasons why he wanted the believers to pray for him we have it there in those verses 19 and 20. Again, highlighted by that word that. And for me, pray for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel, that therein I may speak boldly as they ought to speak. You notice that those three prayer requests as it were in those two verses each of them involves the preaching of the word each of them involves the preaching of the word and for me pray for me that utterance may be given unto me this refers to first of all the word that utterance may be given unto me you take that word utterance it's interesting the word utterance is the Greek word logos most people who read or study the word are familiar with that word logos the Greek word logos means word it's the Greek word for word now you look at what Paul said and replace the word utterance with word and what do you have pray that the word pray that utterance may be given unto me pray that the word may be given unto me that's what Paul wanted them to pray for that the Lord would give him the right word whenever he would preach. Pray that utterance be given unto me. Pray that the word will be given unto me. Obviously, the preacher always wants to deliver the right word for the people whenever he speaks he wants to have the right word and that is something believer will pray for preachers that they should ask the Lord give the preacher the right word for next Sabbath day I'm encouraged here on a Wednesday night when that prayer is offered on my behalf and I appreciate that lead the preacher to the right word give him the right word as he studies the word and that's really what Paul was asking for pray that utterance may be given unto me pray that I will have the right word to give to the people and the preacher who is earnest and sincere about what he is doing in the name of the Lord, he always wants to have the right words. I know over the years of individuals who are stuck for a message. And they go to the internet and get somebody else's message and preach that. Oh, they've got a word all right. It's not from the Lord. It's not a word from the Lord. So we're just to fill in half an hour or whatever on the Lord's day. That's not what Paul was talking about here. He wasn't talking about preaching somebody else's word. He wanted a word from the Lord and he asked the folk to pray for it. That the Lord will give them the right word. So pray. Believe that the Lord will give the preacher the right word for the people because if it's the right word the folk who hear it will be blessed and the Lord will be glorified if it's the right word then there will be those who will attend the house of God and as they leave the Lord's house they might say that was a word for me and somebody says that, then you know it's the right word. That was a word for me. That was a word in season for me. That's what we have in Isaiah 70 in verse four. The Lord has the tongue of the learned that he might speak a word in season. The Lord knows how to speak a word in season and he gives to the preacher a word in season the right word for the hour and for me the honorance of the word may be given unto me pray the word is given to me Paul says now here's something else Paul says and for me that utterance may be given on to me. We pointed out the word "utterance" is the Greek word logos which means word. That brings us to the person who's called the word. And when you go to John 1 and verse 1 in the beginning was the word the word is Logos Christ is the Logos Christ is the word now you apply that to what Paul was saying Paul is saying pray for me that I'll have the right word to give to whoever I'm speaking to Pray for me that I will deliver the word. And of Christ is the word, Paul was also saying, Pray for me that I will preach Christ. For he's the word. Of course we know you really need to go through his epistles. And Paul was the, the one who certainly preached Christ. That's what he asked the people to pray for. Pray for me that utterance will be given. Pray for me that the word will be given. Pray for me that Christ will be given to the people. We said, was it last week? The Dr. Thomas D. Witt Talmadge said about preaching, great American preacher. Repeat the words again. They bear repeating. Talmud said Christ is the A and the Z of the Christian ministry. A sermon that has no Christ is a dead failure. The minister who devotes his pulpit to anything but Christ. Is an imposter. Whatever great themes we may discuss, Christ must be the beginning and Christ must be the end. Christ is the light, Christ the sacrifice, Christ the rock, Christ the star. Christ the band, Christ the guide if a minister should live 1,000 years and preach 10 sermons each day those subjects would never be exhausted why do I your amen to that alright that's what Paul was asking for pray for me That honor will be given that the word will be given Christ is the word pray for me that I will always preach Christ so Paul comments the prayers of the saints to preach the word he desired their prayers for his witness his word and his witness he said pray for me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel when you look at his witness you see first of all his burden remember when Paul wrote these words he was in prison he was in chains or in bonds As he says here, he was in bonds in a prison at Rome. No doubt around them were ungodly guards (coughs) and ungodly prisoners. But all that interested Paul was that he would be able to preach the gospel to them. That was his witness. That was his burden. This he made known to the believers at Colossae. You turn to Colossians 4. Colossians 4, verse 2. Paul says, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. With all praying also for us, see there's it again, pray for others but don't forget to pray for me. With all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds. He's a prisoner he's asking the believer to pray for him. Praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance. Here I am in prison. Pray that I'll have opportunity to preach the gospel. That's what he's saying. A door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ. For which I also am involved. That I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Just what he said to the believers in others, as I ought to speak. There you have Paul's burden. He had a burden for souls. And he wanted the believers to pray for him that he would preach the gospel in prison to those prison guards to those prisoners that were there with him that was a burden Paul had a great burden for souls he turned to Romans 9 he tells us there how much of a burden he had Romans 9 Verse 1, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Paul says, I would rather be damned than that my brethren according to the flesh were saved. was quite a burden that's something we will be very reluctant to pray yet it expresses for us the burden that Paul had so we can understand now why he asked the believers in various churches to pray for him that he would open his mouth boldly. Make known the mystery of the gospel. Speak, as he said, as I ought to speak. Regarding this witness, he mentioned his burden. He also mentions his boldness. He not only commented their prayers, that he first of all would open his mouth but then would opened his mouth with boldness one thing to open your mouth it's another thing to speak with boldness the word boldly means free utterance free utterance he simply wanted them to pray that whenever he would speak wherever it may be whether in prison or in a synagogue or in the open air or in the street that he would speak with liberty he would do so with boldness he wanted to have the same boldness speaking to those prisoners as he would have had should he have been speaking in a synagogue a couple of thousand people He wanted to have the same liberty. Giving the gospel to prisoners. As he would have. Giving it to a great congregation in a synagogue somewhere. He wanted the same boldness. He wanted to preach there in the prison at Rome with the same boldness. First Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 chapter 2 verse verse 2 but even after that we had suffered before and were shamefully entreated as ye know of Philippi we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention in other words Paul says there's none of opposition to be preaching the gospel but God granted me the boldness that I needed for our exhortation was not of deceit nor of uncleanness nor in guile but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel even so we speak not as pleasing man but God who trieth our hearts that's the boldness he's talking about there were those who opposed him in his preaching But Paul said God gave him the boldness because he said even so we speak not as pleasing men to God that's what Paul had in mind all the time that when he would preach the word he would do so to please God to please God not to please men But to please God. That's why he asked for prayer. That the Lord would enable him to speak with great boldness, no matter who he was speaking to, no matter who he was preaching to. The Lord Jesus. was one who spoke with great boldness and we know the enemies he had didn't matter where he was Pharisees were right there to criticize and condemn but what do we read but lo he Christ speaketh boldly (coughs) and they say nothing unto him do the rulers know indeed that this is the very Christ even though the Jews sought to slay him? The Savior still preached with boldness. Not pleasing men but pleasing his heavenly Father. That's how we ought to live, believer. So, how we ought to live please God as how the preacher should always preach to please God and to speak with great boldness regarding his witness we have considered his burden his boldness then we have his blessing he had a blessing to give to those guards and to those ungodly prisoners what was the blessing to make known the mystery of the gospel what do they mean the mystery of the gospel well to those who have never heard the gospel what is it, it's a mystery to them they've never heard the gospel they've never heard about Christ they've never heard about the cross and his atoning death it's all a mystery and Paul says pray for me that others may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel to those in that prison gospel would have been a mystery that Paul says pray for me that I can make it known in other words that I can remove the mystery and tell them the story of the cross and tell them about Christ he wanted to be able to remove the mystery from their minds and give them the truth That I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel. In other words, he didn't want the gospel to be a mystery to those there. He wanted to remove the mystery and give them the plain teaching of the gospel of saving grace. What a great man Paul was! What a mighty preacher! it was to want to remove that mystery so those would understand the gospel just like the Lord did that day when he walked alongside the two amazed disciples what had happened and Jerusalem to them really was a mystery. This is the third day, they said, and he's not risen. What did the Lord say? Oh, fools, slow of heart to believe the law and the prophets, and beginning at Moses, and all the prophets. He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. What must it have been like for those disciples to have walked along the road with Christ and have the Lord expound the word? from Moses, from the first book of the Old Testament and then all the prophets and all the scriptures the things concerning himself what did he do? he removed the mystery those of us disciples didn't understand what it had taken place but Christ removed the mystery he expounded that's a good word when it comes to the preaching of the word expounded the word expound means to interpret thoroughly to interpret thoroughly he opened the word to them and he interpreted the word thoroughly he expounded the word He didn't simply give them a few thoughts from Moses and a few thoughts from the prophets. No. He expounded the Word. (coughs) And you know, for a preacher to expound the Word, he needs to study the Word. There's no shortcut must be the study of the word. Second <coughs> Timothy two verse fifteen. Remember Timothy was a young preacher. And here's Paul giving his advice by his preacher. Paul says study. To show thyself approved unto God, a workman that did, needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 like Timothy 2 15. <coughs> but there's one word there that needs to be highlighted. Paul says, Study the word, study to show thyself approved. To God, a workman. A workman. The preacher who wants to expound the word needs to be a workman, needs to study the word and be a workman. The study of the word, not skirting over the surface. Not getting, as it were, a few nice thoughts, getting into the Word, expounding it as a workman who studies the Word. So, regarding Paul's reason for prayer, we have seen his Word his witness next we see his wish again Paul did not express a wish to be out of prison when he's asking the believers to pray for him he doesn't ask them to pray that he'll soon be released from prison he didn't ask them to pray that he he might have a shorter sentence he mentions none of those things Again, his focus was on the word. And here, he says that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. That was his wish. That I may speak as I ought to speak. Verse 20. Pray for me that I speak as I ought to speak. <laughs> Pray that I will speak as I would as if I was a free man. Pray that I will speak as if I was in a synagogue with a couple of thousand people. Pray that I'll have the same liberty and I'll speak as I ought to speak even though I'm in prison and I'm in bonds as I ought to speak against sin pray that I ought to speak about salvation as I ought to speak about the saviour Philippians 1 verse 20 According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now when Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life, or by death in nothing I shall be ashamed no matter who I'm speaking to Paul says no matter who I'm preaching to pray that I'll have boldness to speak to. <coughs> so that in nothing I will be ashamed so let the people pray father preacher. For it is his wish to speak as he ought to speak, whatever the circumstances, whatever the congregation, whatever the conflict, may they'll speak as he ought to speak. Finally, we consider Paul's request for prayer. Paul's reason for prayer. Now in the last place, with Paul's reliance on prayer. When the apostle asked for prayer, he showed just how much he relied on the prayers of God's people. Here we see first of all his calling. His calling, verse 20. (coughs) For which I am an ambassador in bonds. And therein, being an ambassador, he said, therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. (coughs) There's his calling. He's an ambassador (coughs) for the Lord Jesus Christ. We you know what an ambassador is. He represents his country when he's gone to another country on official business. So an ambassador is, and here Paul is saying, "I'm heaven's ambassador. I'm an ambassador of heaven." Second Corinthians five and verse twenty. Now then, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. So you get the picture. Brethren, pray for me. That I will maintain a good witness as an ambassador for my heavenly home my home country is heaven pray for me that I'll be a good ambassador pray for me that I'll be a good ambassador for Christ that I will represent Christ well until the glory of his name That's something we can apply to ourselves. That wherever we are that we'll be good ambassadors for the Lord Jesus. Paul said in Philippians 3 and verse 20 For our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Saviour The Lord Jesus Christ. For our conversation is in heaven. The word conversation is the word citizenship. For our citizenship is in heaven. And if we are citizens of heaven, If we are citizens of heaven, then let us pray, Lord, make me a good ambassador for heaven. And may I be a good ambassador for heaven and a good ambassador for the Lord Jesus through my conversation. The people will know I'm a Christian through my conversation. (coughs) They'll know I'm a citizen. Of heaven through my very conversation. They know I'm a Christian. That's what Paul was praying. May others around us know that we are ambassadors of heaven, ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. That was his calling. Then you have this chains. I am an ambassador in bonds, or I am an ambassador in chains. He's saying, Pray for me. Even though I am in chains, even though I am in prison, pray for me, because I want to be a good ambassador for Christ here in prison. I want people to know that I'm an ambassador for heaven. I hold on. Some people might say, Oh, I find it very difficult to live for the Lord where I am. My circumstances and so forth and so on. But Paul had no intention of allowing his circumstances or his surroundings to hinder him. Pray for me. An ambassador in God. An ambassador for the Lord. An ambassador for heaven. In chains. I still want to be a good ambassador. For the Lord pray for me to that end and for me Paul said <coughs> that others may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak that was the prayer that the preacher asked for. The Lord blessed word to our hearts. Let's follow prayer just now. Our oh, dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank thee for the life, the universe, Witness of Paul the Apostle, Saul of Tarsus. Oh, how he has so much to teach us. What a giant of the faith he certainly was. And how he was bold for his Lord. He's able to say, I shun not to declare unto you all the counsel of God. I have not shunned. Having watered and died. Oh Lord, give us more preachers in our denomination like Paul. Raise up more men like Paul are not ashamed to own their Lord or to defend this cause. Lord, bless our time now around the table. Pray, Lord, thou would undertake and draw and bring the saints of Calvary before us. Pray in the Savior's name. Amen.